Welcome back to The Edge. Google is showing fewer featured snippets just recently, and the clock has actually been reset to adjust to the Google's new partner program requirements, and Google's weighing in on the expected impact of Core Web Vitals update. News from The Edge for the week of March 1st, 2021, here on Edge of the Web Radio. From the Edge of the Web Studios, here's what we're looking at this week. This is Edge of the Web Radio. I'm your host, Aaron Sparks, owner of Site Strategics. Each week, we're covering SEO and digital marketing news for your digital consumption, uh, separate from our weekly interview. So we're getting more news to you more quickly than ever before. So uh, you can navigate your week in digital and, and your week in SEO because that's constantly changing. Uh, be sure to check out all the recent shows over at edgeofthewebradio.com. That's edgeofthewebradio.com. You can also find us everywhere on iTunes, on all the podcast aggregators. So check us out on iTunes, Player FM, obviously Google Play, TuneIn, Amazon. Uh, what else do we got out there, Jacob? Man, you always hit me up you name all the good ones. I, nothing, hey, and not I'm not saying that the other ones aren't good. They're, wow. they're all good. I just all the ones that are in my memory. Exactly. Okay. We didn't record this on Mondays. <laughs> you can actually go to our podcast page, Edge of Love Radio, and you'll be able to see. I think we got like 20 or 25 different uh, destinations for the show. Think think of it as a collecting experience and, and find the one that you haven't used before. Ah, I see. Because it's a different show there. Right. Right. There's yeah. an Easter egg. Subscribe to them all. <laughs> Listen to them all. <laughs> Every hour on the hour, right? Yeah. You'll, you'll find something different. We promise. <laughs> well, that is how we certainly would appreciate any type of uh, feedback on our show as uh, we're listening regularly to our audience and uh, delivering what you're asking for. So let us know uh, how we're doing and what we're doing and what you'd like to hear more of. You can also go over to the show page at edgeofthewebradio.com and fill out the survey and have a couple questions, completely anonymous, but it gives us a, a really good idea of who you are and what you're wanting to listen to. So uh, with that, this is the Edge of the Web News Desk, and the title sponsor of this show is Site Strategics. Uh, our core specialties are SEO, SEM, social media marketing, conversion rate optimization, and the like, uh, as well as omni-channel media marketing and broadcast. This is what we're doing with this studio here. So if you're interested in what results-based marketing means, give us a call at 877-736-4932. Happy to have an hour conversation with you, free of charge, of course, to be able to discover what, what we could possibly do together, partnering up and be able to, to dominate the digital space out there. Uh, joining me this week to get his take on the news is the indomitable Morty Oberstein, SEO liaison at Wix. How you doing, Morty? Oh, great. I don't have any water. I haven't had water all day. They shut off my water. Uh, are you under siege now? <laughs> under siege. Yeah, my kids are out there. Like, they turn off the water. No, there's like, I don't know, some kind of like main break, and there hasn't been water all day. There's just no water. So you're okay. You're, you're, you're not yeah, thirsty. Yeah, I'm you, okay. You, I'm just thirsty. Uh, okay, well, have one of the kids bring you something. Bring you some, some coffee or something. They should. They really should. No, but if I, if I let them in, it means I could, I'm not going to be able to get them out. <laughs> Don't you need water to make coffee? That is a that is a lesson for life. If you let the kids in here, you won't be able to get them out. That, that is absolutely correct. So I got to tell you, my my youngest son was actually doing a presentation, right? And he he dressed up as Steve Jobs, and he's got the black turtleneck. He's got sneakers on. He's holding up one of my dead iPhone threes. <laughs> having a blast, having a blast, and it's pretty amazing. <laughs> it was. They have a really good matchup, right? 
Yep. Can, can I bring up a random thing? I thought Jacob, I just did. You were on the prices, right? What? Yes, I was. <laughs> Not recently. <laughs> I just saw you oh. I just saw your video of this. It was it was a little while ago. Epic. Can we put in the show notes like a link to that video? <laughs> yes, absolutely. We'll have it's to. It's there. I'll do it. <laughs> Epic. What, what did the you win? Part, did you win? Um I I got up on stage. Yep. Um I won a fountain thing. Um and then uh, lost a Ford Mustang. Wow! And I had to spin first and uh, did not did not spin well enough to stay in. But I think I got like seventy cents. Seventy five cents. Seventy five cents. Yeah, you can't you can't spin again. See, Morty's seen it more recently than I have. I don't even remember. <laughs> the best but, part is they call him down, and he you must have been like recently engaged or something. It was and it they... was it was the week of our wedding party, so we had wow. the whole wedding party there. We heard that if okay. you go with a big group, you yep. have a better chance of someone in your group getting in. So, so Bar Barker goes, "Are you the groom?" And Jay goes, "I'm the groom." Yeah, yeah. So I my my shirt said "Marry Me Katie," hers said "Marry Me Jacob," and then all the guys in our group had "Marry Me Beauties," and all the girls had "Marry Me Bob." Oh, there you go. So, That's awesome. Back when Bob Barker was still doing the show, and he had that really long thin mic. He did. But the funny thing is that they get you in the show or in, in the studio and they're talking to you. And, and I'd, I'd been there once before, so I knew this was coming. But the guys who's like warming up the audience is like, if you get on stage, do not touch Bob. Please do not hug Bob. Like oh very God. like, you know, and I, I think people forgot like how old Bob he is. Was. Yeah, like, yeah. You can't just run up there and bear hug that guy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> crack his, all right, all right. Crack I, his rib. <laughs> give him a hug. All right. I'll I'll, t- I'll 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 double down and give you another random. We actually interviewed Steve Forbes here in Indianapolis whenever uh, the Forbes Innovation Summit came through. I think it was in night uh, in two thousand. Uh, 1990 summit now it's 2014 anyway we're doing a lot of interviews uh we interviewed a number of people there including including the governor at that time mike pence but steve forbes came up we got we were able to get him in and uh had a great conversation and i loved what he said i just gave him gave him a big hug i shook his hand and gave him a big hug and uh Stole his wallet. Stole it. <laughs> Shook him down a bit. But his handler says, oh, thanks so much. You know, Steve doesn't do hugs. Okay. Too late. <laughs> Too late now. He, he sure doesn't You now. probably should have said that because I'm a big hugger, you know? <laughs> It'll never. <laughs> You're that guy. <laughs> no, I'm actually not that guy, but uh, I was for Steve Forrest. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is getting uncomfortable yet again. Uh, I don't know what it is. Well, you I'm just, here. Uh, you just kind of bring well, it I'm out. Here. All right. You know what's uncomfortable? We've lost some featured snippets. Huh? Huh? Oh, uh, oh, good segue. There good we go. Pivot. From Barry Sports over yeah. at Search Engine Roundtable, Google is showing fewer featured snippets since February 19th. Google seems to be showing fewer featured snippets in the search results since that date all three tools that he's actually aware of and that'd be rank ranger and moz and i believe semrush right is that yeah uh are are actually uh tracking that track featured snippets all showed a significant decline in the percentage of search results with featured snippets first for those listeners uh who don't know what a featured snippet is morgan what is that Uh, i don't i don't know you, you didn't need it you can search feature snippet and see a feature snippet to actually learn what a feature snippet is Right. Uh, it's um, when you Google something like, I don't know, how to change your battery in your Walkman. What's a Walkman? Um, oh, my gosh. Yep. We're I dating just dated ourselves. myself. <laughs> the yellow one, the sports one. Oh, epic. yeah. Anyway. This, there right? you go. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> that showed up in uh, Back to the Future, I think, too. Did it? Yeah. The yellow one? Maybe. Yeah. The Sony one? Yeah, with the fuzzy headphones. Yeah, like the, the foam. Yeah. Marty was standing good over stuff. him with a hazmat suit. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, good call. <laughs> that was my good second call. Back to the Future reference today. You didn't hear the first one, guys. Sorry. It was uh, during our meeting. Anyway, what's a, what the heck yeah, is a feature so, okay, snippet? So you Google something like, I don't know, how to change a battery to smoke detector, let's say. Yep. And Google will offer you a snippet of content. It could be a video. It could be a bullet list. It could be a number list. It could be a short little paragraph. Yep. And there's generally the answer to your question, or at least part of the answer to your question, and then the URL to a website. It's a big old box that, in theory, should the user not be satisfied enough with the answer provided in the box, click on through to your website. Right. And now so, a lot of them are gone. There, there are. And uh, MozCast is showing a, from a decline. Uh, 7.5 of search engines having feature snippets, search engine results, I should say, down to 4.5% of the search. I mean, that's a dramatic change. What's the drop on that from 7.5 to 4.5? That's over 40%. And that's huge. And that's huge. And we've been watching uh, and been talking about uh, that's a representation of the knowledge graph, the, the Google understanding uh, different topics and subtopics and really un being able to provide information and be able to rank information according to how it how it understands the, the world. Right. Um, so feature snippets have always been kind of almost like an anointment of sorts to certain sites that had the authority to be able to be separated from the organic pack. So all of a sudden, a massive amount of feature snippets just are just gone for right now. These tools, Rank Ranger uh, being one of them, have a really good way of watching the shifts in the sand, so to speak, of these different uh, search engine result factors. What, what are your thoughts on this, uh, Morty? You showed us some of, some data before the show. What you did there? Yeah. I mean, so you're right. Like, you know, these, these things can be like a precursor to the knowledge panel. Like one thing, if you ever Google somebody, mm -hmm. if they don't have a knowledge panel, right? check if they have a feature snippet. Like, you know, who is Aaron Sparks? Does he, that produce a feature snippet? Is one way of like showing like how able to understand you, um, Google is able to do. But yeah, I, outside of the knowledge graph or the precursor to the knowledge graph kind of thing. It's huge. I mean, Dr. P did a blog post on this, like just came out showing that there's, they're showing that Moz that they haven't, uh, they've never seen anything like this ever. It's mm -hmm. like the level of feature snippets showing on page one of the SERP now is the lowest it's ever been on desktop and mobile. Huh. Um, the rank ranger data is very, very similar. I, I checked it myself historically mm -hmm. on, on mobile. You have a couple of like, you know, way back in 2016, it was at this level on desktop. It's never been this low. It's interesting to see the shift between, I think it's an important point, the shift between, let's say, SEMrush and Rank Ranger versus Moz. Because Moz is showing like a 40% drop-off, right. whereas SEMrush and Rank Ranger are showing about a 20% drop-off. And the reason for that is, is that they're two very different data sets. So Moz tracks 10,000 keywords, and it tries to focus on, I'm oversimplifying this, but it tries to focus on more high search volume keywords, where the Rank Ranger data set, I'm pretty sure the SEMrush data set the same way, because mm -hmm. they behave the same way. Um, is more normalized using a lot more keywords to try to throw in a lot more long tail keywords to sort of offer a more normalized picture. Yep. There's nothing wrong. Like there's both ways make sense. There's kind of like different ways on the different takes on the same thing. One way is not better than the other, but it's interesting to see that the rank ranger one and the semrush one are not as steep in the drop off, which would tell me that a lot of the hit was to law was to short tail keywords or right. high search volume, high authority kind of keywords. And highly competitive. And yeah, absolutely. Highly We're... competitive, yeah. And Dr. Pete and his write-up showed that um, the losses were more heavy in finance and health than any other niche. Mm -hmm. 
So it seems I'm wondering, and I'm speculating here, if what we're looking at is Google saying, okay, like either they hit something and say, okay, we need a reset. Mm -hmm. There's something not right. We're worried about these high authority where you need to have a high authority result. Right. You know, health, finance, short tail, high search volume kind of keyword. We're not comfortable with what we're showing or we're already, there's a planned update. I wonder if they're doing a reset if in two weeks from now, a week from now, two days from now, who the heck knows? Yep. If you see a whole new set of URLs showing up because you have to realize is that Google does do feature snippet resets. Like it's not, oh, I lost my feature snippet today. It'll very often Google bulk change the URLs that it shows a feature snippet. It's not something like this, but it's not like there is a feature snippet algorithm, so to speak that will have the feature snippet URLs be swapped out. Mm -hmm. so I'm wondering if that's what's happening. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to keep track of what industries are being affected, what keywords are being affected, and you're absolutely right. Uh, the volatility and the higher volume and the higher competitiveness are, 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 looks to be certainly affected there. But don't think that this is going to uh, go away and this is the new norm. This is a, this is a reset snapback and it, it'll just be interesting to see who emerges as the, the featured snippet for those terms that certainly deserve it. Uh, and that would be a, a, an excellent test to be able to see what is the difference between the old URLs and the new URLs, what type of authority they actually carry with them. Is this kind of a new reset on how they actually understand authority in the verticals? We had Jason Bernard on from Calicube a while back talking about sure. brand SERPs, and he knows so many different factors in the different industries, right? It could very well be that Google's paying attention to those, to those verticals even more of resetting and understanding the authority in those particular industries. And that's why you have health and finance getting right. slaughtered, if you want to call it that, the way that it has been. I am curious, though, because feature snippets in health are far less common mm -hmm. in general. Like, you know, you're not going to do, like, what is cancer and get a feature snippet. Right. You might get that health knowledge panel on the side. So I wonder, it'd be interesting to see if they do, if feature snippets do bounce back, if they do bounce back in health and finance. Hmm, that's interesting. Well, we're also seeing a lot of subtopics, too. And that's another panel that's starting to come up more and more is is it's it's kind of like people also ask, but it's actually a defined category, a subcategory of a particular uh, key topic. Right, that's topic, like a knowledge right? panel, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a knowledge panel. It's like a topical knowledge panel because right. topics, are, topics are entities. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, I didn't see, I checked. I ain't checked mods, checked rank rangers. I didn't see knowledge panels go up. That's not to say that they didn't. Like you might... It, People have to remember, like, these are tools. It's it's really complicated. Things change in the DOM all the time that are really hard to pick up. Yep. Right? Like, my first instinct when I see one of these droppers, like, it's like the tools are just, mis they're missing something. Like, there was a change Google made in the DOM, and the tools didn't pick it up. It happens all the time. Yep. But when you see all three, and it's consistent, okay, that's not what happened. Dr. P said he checked it out himself. I talked to Rank Ranger. Like, that's not, that's not what happened. But, you know, it. it's, it's possible that the health knowledge panels will pick up or did pick up and they, maybe there's something that hasn't been caught yet. I haven't checked out the health. I know Moz tracks the health panel specifically. I didn't check it. Could be those bumped up, but I didn't see Dr. Pete mention it. So it doesn't seem to be that's the case. Well, I, it's, it's too early, but the last week has been a flurry of what's happening here. But the cool thing is that our tools are so much more organized and focused on these, these new the new topography of a Google SERP, right? 
that they're quick to be able to adjust to DOM yep. changes like you're saying. So it could very well yeah. reveal a heck of a lot more very, very quickly. Yeah, I know. Like, there's something like, okay, Google updated something in the in, in the DOM, like the, the tools need to pick it up. Like they'll they'll pick it up relatively quickly. They'll see a sudden drop off and be like, okay, something's wrong here. Yep. That's not what happened here. And it's 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 a big one. This is a big one. So pay attention. And it's it's coveted real estate. Absolutely. Because yep. if you're in that space, then what I always use the term Google anointment, but it literally is the recommended source of authority from Google on that particular answer. So there's always a, it's a win whenever you get that, even though you may be losing on click through traffic, it's such a credibility factor beef, uh, beef up That's on, also the, true. on the uh, domain itself. All right. So watch your featured snippets, see if you actually been, been affected and let us know if you actually, if you've seen some loss here from the companies that you work with, we love to have that type of feedback, not just look at the tools out there, but uh, give us some information uh, to our, uh, speaking to our listeners there. All right. So the next uh, news item on the docket is over from Search Engine Land from Carolyn Leiden. Advertisers have until February 2022 to adjust to Google's new partner program requirements. So in the email that was sent out to the Google Partner Program members around the world, Google announced changes to the program structure and badge criteria. Those changes were initially slated to take place in June of 2020, but due to the pandemic, uh, it will actually no, now go into effect the beginning of February 2022. That means that the partners will have a year to meet the new program requirements. Uh, now, Morty, I know this is your bailiwick, but we also want to make sure that our SEM listeners get fed as new things come through. And uh, basically... There were a number of key changes that they were requiring. Partners uh, can either dismiss or apply recommendations to achieve a 70% optimization score. Uh, those were the, one of the requirements. They also had a, a spend threshold that had to remain during a 90-day period of time, $10,000 across all of the partners' managed accounts, which should be reasonable to, to have. But there were also some additional factors of at least 50% of the account strategists identified need to be certified by Google Ads. That seems somewhat reasonable, but uh, whenever you got into deeper requirements of bringing the recommendations that Google AdWords was actually referring to each and every account to your client, then there's started to get some some challenges. We saw a number of individuals in the PPC and, and SEM space get really, really actually upset and even to the degree of challenging the, the badge certification into a separate badge that is customer focused, not Google spend focused. And uh, I mean, that, that certainly needs to be recognized is that if a company that you're spending money with is actually adjusting the requirements to spend more money with them, there's certainly a, a, a moment for pause there and be able to say, you know what, I think you've got a uh, conflict of interest to, to say the least. <laughs> so Morty, uh, what are your thoughts on, on this? So we, they've gotten a reprieve and uh, they're not required to do that until February 2022. But at the same time, it's the same thing. They haven't adjusted any of those requirements. I, it's like amazing. That's the last requirement is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's just really amazing. I mean, I'm glad they pushed it off. It kind of makes a lot of sense because we're still kind of in the middle of a pandemic, even though there is a vaccine, but yeah. I don't think I don't think we're I don't think businesses are financially out of it yet. I don't know why you wouldn't do something like this in the middle of what I'll call like a, an economic anomaly, which is a terribly and callous way to, to put it. But from a certain perspective, how do you like this? Like, there's you, what businesses are going to spend and what they're spending now versus what they're going to spend and how they're going to spend when things return to normal. It could be two very different things. 
Absolutely. And it's already changed phenomenally during the pandemic. And right. businesses have understood that the model of marketing has shifted completely so because digital was the go-to point. And they're realizing that there's a huge value in digital. So right. it's never going to go back to its, its original space. Uh, Greg Finn, I think, was also solidly opposed to this. So anyway, it is a, a challenge having to jump through these particular hoops. I, I just... You would want to have a, a environment, uh, the entity in which you're actually spending money with, allow you to operate with as clear lanes as possible and not impose any self-valued uh, restrictions. I mean, if they're trying to actually make more money and they're telling you that you got to spend more money, my gosh, <laughs> come on. It's, it's, yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit silly. It's a little bit much. Just wanted to let everybody know that's the goalposts have moved over there and uh, you can uh, take a breather on that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure that you know about our continued sponsor of the news program here. HRETS is a fantastic marketing tool that uh, makes competitive analysis very, very easy. And uh, the tools show you how your competitors are actually getting traffic from Google and why you can see the pages, the content that send them the most search traffic, find out the exact keywords they're ranking for, and which featured snippets they lost. Maybe that's a useful tactic right there. Anyway, you can see all the backlinks that are helping them rank and much more. So if you're not getting significant search traffic, Ahrefs Tools also helps you find topics worth creating uh, content about and be able to earn those links. From all of us over at the Site Strategics and Edge of the Web, we certainly recommend uh, you trying Ahrefs. That's ahrefs.com. They got a great special seven days for $7. You see the entire application and uh, you'll fall in love with it as we do here over at the shop. So ahrefs.com. All right. I was back to the third article from Search Engine Journal by Roger Monty. Google on expected impact of Core Web Vitals update. So Google actually explained what to expect when their Core Web Vitals update become a ranking signal. And that would be uh, coming up in May of this year. Uh, Google's Danny Sullivan recently discussed the expected ranking impact of May 2021's page experience update that will integrate Core Web Vitals as a ranking factor. Uh, Danny actually commented within the, the Search Central Live fireside chat, and later he clarified some more on Twitter. So uh, before anything else, Morty, what is Core Web Vitals and why should we be interested in this particular topic? They are three metrics of that align to user experience on your website. Mm -hmm. um, for example, CLS, yeah, if you've ever gone to a mobile site and you're trying to interact with the page and all of a sudden a button moves on you mm -hmm. and you click to buy something you didn't mean to actually buy right i'm being a little bit hyperbolic but that could theoretically happen that's one of the measurements that's being um implemented or lcp the largest conflict contentful paint you know how fast does uh, that biggest um um asset mm -hmm. load mm -hmm. um, how right uh, fid you know, the time it takes to be interactive, all these sort of things that measure user experience are actually coupled with HTTPS and interstitials, but like leave that aside for a minute. Sure. Uh, mobile friendliness, but it's basically a way of Google saying, hey, you need to make your mobile experience, I want to say faster necessarily. It is faster. That, that's part of it, but it's a better user experience on mobile. Kind of like non-impeding non yeah, yeah, cleaner, yeah. non type of right. Uh, experience, right? They are a good thing. They are a good thing. And they're going to be part of the algorithm come May 2021, which is like 
two months away. Holy crap. Yeah, I know. I know. We're going to be halfway through this year before anybody knows it. You know what I'm saying? Truly. I mean, yeah. last year crawled, but this year <laughs> we're just going to race right through it. Point being. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> Point being is that when Google's actually discussing a ranking factor, right, uh, we really do need to uh, mirror cat up and see what's going on because right. um, these are important factors. And whenever Google's actually conveying that, you got to listen. Now, there was a number of discussions there, and the individuals on the actual fireside was Martin Split, Danny Sullivan, Ashley Berman Hale. So they were starting to get the ball rolling, but they really didn't. That was a question that was posed to them. Uh, Martin Split immediately said, I don't know. Danny then jumped in there and started to help guide that uh, conversation. Quote, if you think you could go back and look at how we've had these sorts of things over, it really isn't that okay. Then the next day, everything is completely changed. There's no intent to try to do that right now, even though we might say we start using this as a factor. So that was a bit of vacillation back and forth. There's so much that needs to be done on their end still. Like, for example, I saw someone brought this up. I think it was another Search Engine Journal article with mm -hmm. the brother the John Mueller. I brought this up with John Mueller. I didn't get a, I got the dance around it, mm -hmm. um, which I don't, that's, that's not John. That's like, that's just how it goes. Um, right. You know, look, is this a, I want to call it a penalty. I'm thinking of a better word because I know that as an SEO word, that means something outside of what I actually mean it as. Right. Is there a negative impact of not having a lot of site traffic? Because we don't have a lot of site traffic and then you don't have FID. Right. Right, you're missing that third core web vitals. If you don't have that third core web vital and you're competing against sites that do have that kind of traffic and they do pass core web vitals, mm -hmm. now Google knows that they pass core web vitals. They don't know if you do or not. Are you going to be negatively impacted simply because you just don't have a lot of, enough traffic? Right, so uh, applying it uniformly across the internet uh, is what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, it's really hard. There's got to be some some pockets and where the usability measurements actually have a, a deeper effect based on the bandwidth. And on top of that, the type of sites there are, because you mentioned something else before the show is that, and we talked about this actually last week, is if Core Web Vitals is such a huge thing, and you've got small website owners that have no developer-owned staff. They spun up a, a theme with a, had, that was loaded with a heck of a lot of extra baggage when it comes down to load time. They have no idea that they're actually about to be hit with this, right? Correct. Right. So and no recourse right. either. Right. I mean, look, that's why they... That's the benefit of having a CMS like Wix or Shopify handle this for you, mm -hmm. assuming that we do and Shopify does handle that, which we're working on it. Yeah. Hey, little plug. <laughs> <laughs> Marketers got to market. Absolutely. But, um, right ahead. <laughs> hey, sorry. Thank you for indulging me. But no, it's a good point. Look, you know, you spin up a WordPress site. You yep. don't know what, exactly what you're doing. Hey, I'm just spinning up a word. And, and now... and. Now is Google putting these sites at a disadvantage? And again, because they don't have, even if they have it right, if they don't have the traffic, even forget like the ranking factor part of it, Google wants to put out a, a label saying you pass Core Web Vitals. Well, if you don't pass Core Web Vitals to no fault of your own, other than you don't have enough traffic. And if you're a small business site, that is entirely possible. You're right. So then how does this work? And that's why I think that's why Google's saying here, yeah, you know, it's not going to be, you know, the biggest factor off. We're going to, I think Danny said like, you know, as time goes on and things roll out, blah, 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 mm -hmm. it'll become a bigger factor because they don't have the answers yet. They don't. Which and is surprising. It is. And you know what? It's just a, a throwback here. This last week was the 10th anniversary of Panda. 
All right. And Panda was a huge algorithm shift uh, that, that gave a huge amount of penalties to organizations, sites that were trying to affect and game the system with uh, link authority and, and content spam. This is a different scenario completely because yep. and when it gets down to it, we're, you know, does everybody have a developer on team to be able to do that type of surgery? I mean, look, I, I, I got into trouble with this on Twitter the other day because mm -hmm. they said, like, you know, Core Rev Vitals, fundamentally speaking, is a developer issue. Yep. It does impact ranks, so it becomes an SEO issue. And, of course, there are things you can do to, you know, if you have a button that's killing your CLS, all right, you want to take it out, take it out. Like, there are things you can do as an SEO. I mean, I'm not a technical SEO. Sure. I don't profess to be one. And I'm sure technical, technical SEOs can do a hell of a lot more than I can. But fundamentally speaking, you don't see Google going out there and saying, hey, SEO community, what are your thoughts on Core Revitals? But I can tell you Google does do that to developers because I know that internally that's what happens. Google comes to, hey, developers over at Wix, what do you think about this? What's your feedback? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Because it's fundamentally a developer issue. It is. It is. And that's I think that's the, the biggest challenge here, processing this as a ranking signal that business owners have control over because – um, there's some things that they're just not going to be able to change, right? Wasn't there an article that came out in Search Engine Journal again? I think it might have been Roger Monty talking yeah. about how, um, what was it? Um, something with WordPress. I didn't read the article. I just saw the headlines. But something to do with that, the like WordPress, the, the core development is not owning up to handling it. And now it's falling on individual sites in some regard. But yeah, that, now you're kind of stuck because you don't have that control. And then that's, by the way, that's every set, all the CMSs, if they don't do it, yep. you're kind of stuck. Yep. Got to know if uh, you've got some problems with your own website. So uh, Morty, do you know any particular links right off the bat that uh, you can send a, a website to, to be able to get that quick score? Sure. On PageBeat Insights. Exactly. So just search for that on Google and you'll be able to put your domain in right there and it'll give you a mobile and a desktop feedback on your core web vitals. You can also use a plugin called Lighthouse that can actually yep. give you even better measurements on how the site's being processed. You know, it's slow in sites. search console, theoretically, if you, again, if you have enough traffic. Right, right, right. Absolutely. But they're looking at slow sites and they've been focused on this for years. It's all for the user. They're trying to make sure that they've got fast websites out there that are not getting in the way of the transaction that the consumer is looking for. But, uh, boy, hold on to your hat here. They're saying that it's not going to be a sizable ranking signal, but it's always going to be there in the future. Yep. I mean, it, it could be the tie, you know, the, the, the infamous tiebreaker between you and another website, that yep. sort of thing. And who knows? <laughs> I mean, look, it's obviously not going to be content is content, content is king, relevancy, blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't mean it won't be an impactful um, update or an impactful factor. All right. So that said, uh, pivoting around real quick, what's on the deck for SEO chat this week, Marty? Ironically, Corbett Vitals. <laughs> it's almost like that, was, that was not done on purpose. Emma Russell, part of the Women in Tech SEO, will be right. hosting this week, 1 p.m. Eastern time, a chat all about Corbett Vitals. You can come and learn. You can come and bitch and moan. I would, I'm coming to bitch and moan. Um, and, and you can have a grand old time talking about Core Web Vitals this Thursday on SEO Chat Fantastic. on Twitter at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Wait, you're going to be there? You didn't show up. I, you didn't show up last week. We had a thing. Yeah, you had a thing. <laughs> Ridiculous. And I said I wasn't showing up and you didn't show up. That's bizarre. Well, because we knew you were going I ended to. up showing up. Exactly. See? Yeah, <laughs> I knew. <laughs> I'm not going to be there this week. That's what I'm telling you, at least. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I see.
<laughs> All right, so go, come go. on down. Yeah, absolutely. Come on down, Jacob. <laughs> All I'm right. the groom. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to enter with that on Thursday. I'll do you it. have to. You have to. All right. Well, with that, uh, we certainly appreciate your time, Morty. We want to make sure that our listeners also subscribe to the newsletter as we're going to be rolling out these quick pops of information for you uh, to be able to operate your SEO week uh, each and every week. So our, our podcast drops on Tuesday. Uh, we certainly have our show page out very soon after that. Let us know how we're doing. Join the newsletter. And uh, we certainly appreciate your time, Morty. Yeah, thanks for having me yeah, yet again. More than, more than welcome, more than welcome. That's it for news this week. Be sure to check out the Craig Campbell interview, the second of the two, as we discuss website flipping and PBNs for link building. So that's an interesting conversation. Uh, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, so we can keep on delivering you some great video content as well. So from all of us over at Edge, uh, stay safe, stay well, and do not be a piece of cyber driftwood. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.